And I'm here with Whitney Holtzman, um, Energy Captain, and uh, my name is is Cam Lynch. Yep, and I have to say, you know, so I have this company now called Social Victories. I'm the CEO, and, you know, no one ever tells you that you can go out and create a company from scratch, and I always say the people I work with, like you, Cam, are my greatest champions because you've made my dream possible, and what I try and do is, you know, help athletes and the people I work with build their brands and become the best versions of themselves, but, you know, I am not the typical look of an agent, and, you know, I credit your belief belief in strong women of anyone I've ever, you know, worked with, you really believe and empower strong women. And to me, you're the greatest gift. So maybe you want to talk about like where that mindset came from and how that was formed for you. Oh, I like that alley-oop. So the alley-oop, it goes to mom, dukes, and grandma. So basically my mom and dad, they divorced when I was four years old and it's common in America, unfortunately, but um, they, they divorced when I was four. So my mom raised me in California by herself. And then we moved to Atlanta. That's where my grandmother was. So shout out to the one of the two strongest, two of the strongest women that I know in my life. And now um, Whitney as well. I think that's the reason we work is because genuinely, at least I can speak for me. I have the most unwavering belief in you. You know, mm. I tell people, you make me a better person. You make me a more positive person. You know, no matter what's going on, you always see the good in it. And so, you know, the best way to sell something is to believe in it. And I want to tell everyone I meet all about you. And, you know, I, I always have your back. And I feel like that's why we work, because we just think of ways that we can make each other's lives better. Yes, yes. So I know it's a podcast, but I'm giving Winnie a hug. You know? during, during the podcast, I mean, that's, that's love right there. It's coming out. Um, and yeah, so Whitney's just been awesome and just reverberating back to uh, the women in my life. Uh, I believe in that because I call you my corporate mom because like a mother, a mother lion is going to fight for that, that cub, that son lion or that daughter lion. And I only want that. And I, I've worked with men as well. My dad's, so don't get this wrong. My dad's the man. Right, he's the man. He's the best. Yeah, he's the best. He's the great pops. Um, a lot of things I do, I, I owe to him as well. But um, in, in working in corporate America, I realized that women they they will fight, claw. I mean, they would do it all. You have to out hustle everyone else to just be considered on par with men in a lot of situations, and so that mentality just translates to everything you do, and so few people notice it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I do, Whitney. I got four eyes, so I, <laughs> I notice all that. I, you are I, very perceptive. <laughs> I always tell the story of you know I really got to you know when I met your mom and grandma at the same time um, they came down for Christmas and instead of buying a Christmas tree down here these two women got this massive Christmas tree in Atlanta put it on top of their car and drove it down here for seven hours hauling the whole thing completely by themselves by the way Cam's a football player and they're handling all of this work in the Christmas tree yeah yeah so I think that's just a perfect example of the type of women that they are yeah so we have Captain Marvel and Superwoman in the car yeah. I mean they both just took it by storm um, like I said they've always believed in me and when I went back home to Atlanta for my grandma's 70th birthday and she looks she looks fabulous shout out to you grandma um, I remember and I have a weight bench in my room <laughs> Go figure. People have books. Some people have computers, but I have a weight bench in my yep. room, right? That's how I got started. And my grandma, my mom, they made a vision board for me, and it says one in a million. Wow. Right. One in a million, and it was stars on it. And they made it when I was about, what, 14, I think, 13? Yeah. And I remember them as well, when that same sign hanging up on my in my room, also then picking up them weights on the opposite sides. Right? You know how you have a spotter during when you lift weights or right. bench? They're on the sides because they're like, look, not one of us can carry it, but both of us can do it. And so they would lift those heavy, heavy weights off of me whenever I would be in the weight room, in, in, my, in my room, yep. just, just getting it. Right. I remember when we first met, you said to me, well, in my life, women are the ones who get the job done. And 
you know, that mentality has really helped make my career possible. I mean, I almost feel like it's fate that you ended up with the Bucks and someone listening, you know, to the radio connected us on Twitter. I mean, so many things had to happen and I don't even remember life before you. Yeah, I mean, me neither. I mean, thank God I have a home now in Tampa Bay yeah. and you've made that you made that comfortable for me. You made Tampa a place that I can call home and every time I speak about leaving Tampa Bay. And I cry. I, <laughs> yeah. I wail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, you know, this free agency, hopefully the Bucks they they can show love as well. So Please I can, sign Cam right yeah. now. <laughs> so I can stay ten million dollars. That's all we're asking. It's not very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can stay with Whitney as well. But you know how football goes. You never know. But um, you know it's been a place for me now where I feel like I can always come back to. I feel comfortable coming to, and uh, I'm enjoying it so far. That's I'm so happy to hear that because your family. I mean, you literally came over for Thanksgiving, so like you cannot I leave. Okay, I so I have to tell him the story of the house renovation. Oh, so God. one day I came to see Cam at training camp, and he said, you know the person doing the tiles coming over to my house. Can you come over and help me kind of pick out what, you know, what kind of tile I should use? And I said, sure, no problem. I thought I'm running over. Okay. You know, make a decision on the tile and call it a day. And I got there and Cam had picked out the ugliest tile. <laughs> it was like when you pour hot chocolate into like milk and that gray speckled yeah. color you get for the first time. And I'm like, are you building a dungeon? I mean, this is the brightest, <laughs> happiest. You know, you feel like you're on vacation here, but this is going to make it dark and depressing. And so obviously had to scratch the carpet he picked out too. It was, um, yep, a, a gray, <laughs> a shade of, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, so, you know, we had to, you know, upgrade that as well. And then he texted me and said, they want to know what wood we should put on the stairs. And by the way, like, let me just clarify, I do marketing. So this is none of this is in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So I uh, Googled, you know, pretty wood for stairs, uh, found one I liked, texted to Cam. That's the wood now on the stairs of his house. And then the icing on the cake, he said, and by the way, you know, we're leaving tomorrow for nine days to scrimmage the Titans oh, and God. they're going to be starting the construction process. So can you oversee it? Man, Whitney, you, d you did it all. You did oversee it the very well. Thing. Yeah. So yeah. That yeah. Was so the story, I, I showed up the next day, and all you know, everyone, you know, all the construction workers were in your driveway, and I said, "All right, you know, let's get going." And you know, I'd go over there a few times a day and kind of oversee the process. And I remember the best day was they called and said uh, the toilet has started leaking, and if we don't turn it off. Uh, you know, soon it's going to flood the whole house uh, overnight. And I thought, well, how am I going to explain that to Cam when he comes <laughs> back for Tennessee? And again, I said to the person, you know, who called, I said, you know, I do, I do marketing, like great with the Instagram, less great with toilet and pipes. Um, so whatever you do is probably closer to knowing how to turn off this toilet than what I do. And luckily they found it. And I don't even know if you knew that story, but you're that saved your house from flooding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And people say, do you like how the house came out? I'm like, yeah, I decorated my dream house. Yes, yeah. yes. She, you saved it. And right. the crazy part is I was in Tennessee and it was hotter than no no other. Yes, I right? remember and saying that. I'm going to draft a guy. So I have to make the team every year. So I have to make this team. But mind you, the house I just got or starting to renovate, my first one that all my hard-earned money is going to, is about to flood. And thank God for Whitney. So, Whitney, if you were to be a superwoman. Um, what do you mean to be? Okay, you are okay. If you were to name a character that's a superhero, okay, you got Captain Marvel, got Superwoman. I mean, what other, which other one would you pick? What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I like you know the the Michelle Obama characters, ah. RBG. Oh, you like real um, life? I like real life, not yeah, fiction. Exactly. Like I can't soak up enough content, you know, from leaders. Um, there's a book I read. Uh, 
uh, call an audible from a guy who had uh, gone to Harvard Law. All of his classmates were going to work at a big firm, but he wanted to uh, coach in the NFL. He wrote 300 letters. Herm Edwards was the only person who wrote him back. He worked for a year unpaid, slept in the stadium. His name's Darren Roberts. No one knew this at the time. And so people like that who know they're different, they know they're meant for greatness, those are the heroes to me. Mm. Um, even my mom, you know, she worked full-time, had kids, you know, has accomplished her biggest dreams in the legal field. I mean, those, you know, and people like you who just... I, I always tell people the story of um, last season, your second to last game was against the Cowboys, and it, you'll have to kind of give people b- the behind the scenes, but there was a little girl who came from oh, yeah. generations of Cowboys fans. It was her first game ever, and Cam had gone up to her in pregame and started you know, dancing on the sidelines, and she loved him so much and she was so touched by that moment her parents bought her a little stuffed animal for her first game you know again generations of cowboy fans and she named the stuffed animal cameron lynch <laughs> and it, it was a sloth and I, <laughs> but she I, says you're not slow yeah yeah i'm not slow i run a little bit fast i run a little bit faster than that but um yeah it was pretty awesome and it was a touching story and like when i look back at it i'm like man like that's that's awesome and even the alzheimer's thing yep. right there was a situation where um the, the company that you know in tampa can you describe that company yeah. Yeah, so there's um, you know a foundation here called the Shine Firm, and they help do uh, you know charity events for athletes, whether it's a foundation or connect them to charity opportunities. And you have a personal connection to Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. grandmother, right? Grandma, yep, not the one that just turned seventy, the one in California. She's about eighty four, mm-hmm. and she has Alzheimer's. And we have funny conversation on the phone where she'll call me about four to five times in the same day. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's sad for people who are experiencing it, and you could relate to that. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing your platform and the ability you have to touch people just with who you are in your time. So um, you weren't even here last week. You had to go home for the other grandma's birthday, but it was there was a big charity event uh, to raise money for Alzheimer's, and you were willing to donate a meal with you to help raise money and... Why don't you tell everyone how much it went for? Oh, no, how much? How about you tell them how much it went for? You said you were crying. I don't yeah. know. I was like, are you really crying? I, I didn't know. I got the text at like 11 on a Saturday night that the you know meal with Cam went for $1,750, which you know, almost $2,000 is going to make such a difference when it comes to research. And that was just you know time spent with you. But those are the kind of things I don't think people realize. Like every minute of your free time, you're spending time doing something that's helping other people. And, mm. you know, to you know, that's something I really look up to. I mean, the legacy and the impact that you have on people is extraordinary. Yes, and it's big, and it all stems from these super women that we're talking about. And it seems like this is the theme, and yeah. it's not always fiction, right? I'm not always the Captain Marvels or the Superwoman yeah. or the Catwoman. It's the actual non-fictional characters that you you joked to us about uh, yesterday. We were watching <laughs> we were watching the Lightning game, and Whitney was like, "Man, like I told him, asked if she like Pikachu and Pokemon because I had the cards growing up. Like I loved it. She was like, I don't." bother with that crap like yeah I don't have time for that like all I say to people is okay when I learn about something like how is that productive right and if it's not if I don't grow from it learn from it you know and I'm inspired by in some way I mean I think that's kind of a secret to success is being efficient you know versus people you know kind of sit for hours and waste time those are hours you could be accomplishing things and that's my DNA and what works for me you Mm -hmm. know yeah true and a quick story too I, I know you don't really believe in the fictional characters but something about me is I'm a big anime geek like I, I love, I, I love anime. I love the Dragon Ball Z. I love the Pokemon. I love the Naruto. So this show Naruto. Let me dive into my anime focus. You don't believe? I'm in sorry, I'm going to sleep. So yeah, keep it fast. Yeah, yeah. So you going to sleep and nobody else is because this is this is what makes me me. So before a lot of my games, I watch anime. Yeah. 
before I go out there and scream at the crowd. Yeah, wow, there, now you're, well, you're no, awake. Okay. Yeah, 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 she is. I'm she's here. awake, ladies and gents. She's awake. Yes. So I watch these anime shows, these battle scenes to get myself prepared for these games. Interesting. Yeah, because it, it's, it's fiction. It's not yeah. real, right? And I'm I'm not about to really go to battle and right. beat up uh, somebody else. I'm going to jack them up, but I'm not going to beat them up. You know what I'm saying? So it gets me in that mindset where, okay, you have to possess this energy to go ahead and go ahead and, and do your job. Make this, make this the best game that you can. So I use it to get my mind in the right way. Some people use, remember the Titans? Right, you know, that's like the, your meditation. That's my meditation. Yeah. Can yes. I just ask you one question? Yes, please. Okay, I'm sure everyone wants to know this on the way to the stadium do you capture pokemon go oh no no i i, I don't okay. i didn't go that far i didn't go okay. that far into it i just had to know if that you know how deeply we were going into this pokemon interest no no being okay. from california i know a lot of people out there um are big into that and my brother king supreme king said he just flew from california it was like people are still doing that yeah it's crazy the other thing that made me nervous um when you came home with the bird scooter oh, and you were so excited about it. Bird. Why don't you tell everyone that story of how you acquired it? Oh, oh yeah. So bird scooter, shout out to bird. They're actually opening up in Tampa. They are? They're launching breaking pretty news. soon. Breaking news. Breaking news. Energy captains, place for all your breaking news. Yes. CNN. Yeah, so they're launching in Tampa pretty soon and they need some help uh, marketing that. So you and I need to get on the phone with them. Okay, soon. no problem. Yeah, so basically what happened was Mike Evans during Christmas time we're coming off the field during practice, and Peyton Barber's like, yo, Cam, like, come on, dogs. Peyton Barber's starting running back for the Bucks. Peyton's like, yo, come on, Cam. He's from Atlanta. Come on, Cam. Like, we got a little prize inside. I'm like, how do you know? Of course, he started running back. So he gets the secrets before we all do. So we run in there, and I walk in, and I'm seeing just scooters everywhere. I'm like, no way. The crazy thing is, they put a sample scooter into our locker room for Quan Alexander. Ah. So that day, Brent Grimes was like, dang, Brent Grimes, the 34-year-old, he's the most playful person in that locker room. He's a kid. He's a big kid. He's like, yo, like, Cam, I need to get me one of these for Christmas. In room, you know, shooting the basketball, doing backflips, playing ping pong, whatever Brent Grimes does. And the next thing you know, that same day later, that same day after practice, we all get bird scooters. (laughs) And we went insane. Right. So... You know, you were so excited about it. You were riding it in the house for a little bit. But yep. I thought, here we go. You know, your career depends on you being healthy and in one piece. And now you're going to hit a rock on this bird scooter and you're going to crack your head open. And I couldn't stop being nervous about See, it. This... Between that and the Pokemon Go, I mean, I really feel like a mom. Like now I'm, I'm worried about you all the time. And, you know. So this same nervousness it was the same nervousness that happened when the lightning were down zero to one. We walked in. I saw it the same. And what I'm telling Whitney is like, look, I'm going to be fine on the bird scooter. Don't mind. I'm going to get me a nice helmet yeah. if that makes you feel a little bit better. Yes, a lot and, better. you know, it's the same. I but, wanted elbow pads, too. Okay. She wanted elbow Okay. Yeah. So she wanted the elbow pad like the hockey player. They got the, the yeah. goalies. They have the... Like the announcer said last night, every pad that exists. I would like you to wear on this bird scooter. Literally every pad. Yeah. And so let's dive into to, to the lightning hockey. Let's dive into that. Um, I'm I still mean, sad. Whitney, I might you were, cry. You were upset. Yes. Like, well, let me tell you the history. 30 years ago, yeah. my dad was on the team that helped bring the lightning to Tampa. Ooh. So it's something that I share with Grandpappy. him. Grand- <laughs> Corporate grandpappy. Yeah, he'll be so upset <laughs> that he's referred to as grandpa. But um, he's very young. He's very young. Yes, but, uh, yes, yes. So, you know, my childhood was going to these games and the team was bad for so long. And to be in this era where they had the best regular season record, I mean, it was so many years building up to this moment and mm. there was so much hope. And I just was 
really looking forward to be being able to share these exciting moments with him, knowing it was something that linked us together. And now, you know, after living in New York for six years, I'm back in Tampa, and we there was so much about this experience that we would get to share together, and neither of us expected to be so disappointed. Woo! I mean, they got the President's Cup, right? And the, the That's like the Effort Award. That's the Effort Award. I mean, they get the most wins, they get the most wins during the season, right. or something like that. That's uh, a, as Gary says, an eighth place trophy. Like, I mean, yes, the regular, but that's not what matters. That, that's not what matters. And then I heard that they, you told me that they paid the coach and gave him a five-year extension. Yeah, yeah, what's Bef- the, Jason, do you know? Before the playoffs. Before yeah. the playoffs, they yeah. gave him a five-year extension. I have to look and see. I just know it's a multi-year extension. I have to look and see how many how many years. But he got the reward before he proved anything. And yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that at that moment they shouldn't have obviously kept him, but why would you give someone the dessert before you eat the dinner? I mean, you you know, we've been good for so many years and so close that at this point, anything less than at least making it to the finals was a disappointment. So I don't understand why you would get the bonus before you've delivered the goods. Yeah, they gave him the gold medal before he even ran the race. I mean, right. that's that's the real race. That's, that's what you're a saying. perfect analogy. Yeah, that's the real race. The real race is the championship. Championship. We want. We want to make it to the big dance, and they didn't make it past. They didn't win a game. They didn't make it past four. What three games? Four games. Four games. They got swept. They got Spring. swept. So his his contract extension is longer than how many games they play in this playoff. This playoff oh, season. Yeah, beyond. And so then he made it to. They made it to the, the championship last year. Yep. We made it to the championship last year, and then they made it to the. And that's what I'm thinking is he's like, okay, we made it to the championship last year, we made it to the to playoffs this year, we got the Presidents Cup, so and I got paid, so let me sleep great tonight, and we'll be fine. We'll be fine coming up next year. Is that what he's thinking on well, next year? Well, I think that perspective is so interesting because as a fan, you just assume that the players and the coach feel the same amount of sadness you do, and it's their livelihood. So I'm sure a lot of them do, but you always kind of tell me like when in the professional athlete world, those contracts, the money, like that's what. People People are playing for and so for them that is such a reward that the fans can't feel so it's almost like at times we're hungrier than you know the people who are actually making the action happen yeah yeah and I I shout out to to Kaylee at the identity shout out to those people that at the identity because they're working hard and you told me that the playoffs generate the revenue for a team yep you basically break even after the regular season from what I understand so the playoffs are when you make money and there's so many organizations that you know make up you know the lightning fans and everyone is affected. Yep, yep. And uh, Matt Samos, he's running the identity. He went to Syracuse. Shout out to Syracuse. Uh, he's an alum there. But, you know, hopefully they can figure out a way to keep everybody in that building and continue because we did some work with them, with Derek Brooks as well, with Tampa 2. And and I love that part of, of uh, the Lightning. And it's a right. great and integral part uh, yeah. of them, I think. And I will also say, you know, Jeff Vinick is the reason I was able to move back to Tampa. He's totally transformed the city. He's made downtown a place where young people congregate there's all this stuff happening now you know Amelie Arena number one fan experience at a lightning game and he deserves it too he's just done so much for the people of Tampa and more than anything you know the people who have made that happen you you want it for them as well yes yes and and Tampa Bay and the lightning have become some of my one of my favorite teams Uh, I stayed in St. Louis so the St. Louis Blues they're near and dear to my heart as well so a shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning a great job on the season fellas we just as fans we would like to see it goes stronger right? right right it's not how you start it's how you finish and as an energy captain we have to have energy from the start to the finish and they didn't display that 
for all four games. They did not display that. So um, hopefully they can come up stronger next year, figure out how to have some longevity. So um, as we transition out of out of sports, let's, let's discuss social victories and, and your, your journey with that and with Brandon Copeland and um, Hakeem, uh, Brother Keem. So can you, um, can you explain that and your, your journey with social victories? Sure thing. So I decided January 9th of 2018 that I was going to go full-time with social victories. And I think it's important to know your heart and know what makes you a happy person um, because we only get one life and for me it was living in Tampa this is my happy place my family's here being near them I wanted to be able to make my own schedule I love to travel and love to do the things that you know I want to accomplish in life and and get to see Um, and I wanted to be able to be my own boss because you know when I was growing up entrepreneurial wasn't really a word but I just Mm. had these burning ideas and it was like even if I failed I was more okay with that than not being able to express my ideas so I wanted all of those factors to come together so I thought I'm just going to give it a try so I decided that on January 9th January 10th I think I ate pizza and cried all day like what did I just do I'm not I decided to not get a paycheck again and luckily from January 11th on it's been really busy and I started out just helping with social media kind of doing strategy running ads um, talking about best practices and then it grew into all forms of marketing so endorsement deals uh, speaking opportunities um, helping with websites photography um, helped you make business cards yeah you know so it's really you know anything you know podcast here we are. 